What's up, Michigan? Welcome to a very special edition of State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast as we are solely focusing on the recapping of the boys' state quarterfinals. We'll preview the state semifinals and give you our predictions at the end of the show as to who will win each class in this year's basketball state championships. You could take this one to the bank when we give you our predictions. So know that before we get going. I am the vice president of operations here, the executive producer, the host of State Champs. Some refer to me as the franchise. My name is Lauren Plant. He's the face of the franchise, definitely. There you go. Joining me today, as always, two of the best in the business, the Duke of the Dunks, Scott Bernstein, and the shaman of the shot clock to Julius Kelly. We have made it, gentlemen. Final four weekend. And I, I, you know, I don't want to jump too ahead, but I mean, I saw an amazing game yesterday. March Madness in full effect. We're going to get there. And, uh, you know, you can just feel it. Like, we're heading down the finish line. We're going to crown some champions. We're going to do some stuff we haven't done in over a year. And uh, it's it's great, kind of making amends for the lost 2020 season. No doubt about it. And uh, and it's interesting how we got here. Not exactly the teams we thought would be uh, headed to the Breslin or Van Andel as far as the semis go. But in the end, uh, some strong, strong teams. Hey, the, 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 the cream rises to the top. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, we, yes. and this has been an abbreviated season, so we needed yeah. to see these teams. This is now where they're hopefully playing their best. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, and I tell you what, uh, of all the teams that are that are now going to the semifinals in all four divisions, there might be some surprises, but I mean, these these kids have been working hard. Yeah. You know, as far as chemistry, um, you know, it's it's just great that they're having this opportunity to finish out their seasons and you know at least be able to participate and 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 say, hey, we either won or we either lost and have a championship. There's no question about it. I think the teams that put in the work in the off season, that even when we were on pause and and uh, the, the those who were getting ready because they knew this would be a shortened season, uh, we're seeing them right now. I think with the stamina and the chutzpah to get where they needed to go. Uh, now, before we get to the quarters analysis, a day uh, where we saw two, uh, where we saw two guys we're going to talk about here, uh, their season come to an end on Tuesday. I want us to comment on the Mr. Basketball Final Five: Orchard Lake St. Mary's Julian Roper and River Rouge's Legend Jeter. The two I'm referring to. The other three finalists: Iron Mountains Foster Wonders, Grand Rapids Christians Kobe Bufkin and Pierre Brooks Jr. of Detroit Douglas. It's a three three man race, and all due respect to Julian and Legend, but I don't think they're really in the race anymore. Uh, it's going to come down to Foster, Kobe, and PJ Pierre Brooks Jr. I mean, I, that's my take on it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, I think that the opportunity for Pierre to play in front of and, and voting is tomorrow. Great question. Yeah, it's right. It's always after the quarterfinals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, no, yeah, there's not going to be any more basketball for any of these guys. So. Yeah, well, for I mean, I'm just talking about for nobody to even see them play if they haven't seen them play. Right. You know, I'm just talking about if Pierre is able to, you know, go out to uh, Grand Rapids and sway some voters, right? Um, you know, by having a strong semifinal or even uh, final game. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, as much as I love Foster Wonders, um, I think that when it comes down to it, you've got Kobe Bufkin and you've got Pierre Brooks uh, going to Michigan and going to Michigan State. Um, I think that with Pierre, you know, advancing to the state final semifinals, you know that that does have some play. Um, they will they will go well, out. And he score forty six. What did thirty six? Yes, uh, yeah, he had a very strong game last night. He's putting up huge numbers in the tournament. He's been putting up huge numbers all year. Yep. He's averaged thirty thirty two a game, but in the tournament, I know he's had a over thirty five. I think twice. Right, but least. Christian didn't even make the quarters. Yep. 
Yeah. So so you Co- mean Kobe, right? Kobe, did, Kobe, yeah. Kobe, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Rapids. Right, right. Yeah, they were done. So we only have two guys playing. Yeah, Foster and mm-hmm. and uh, and Pierre. That's right. Yep. That's right. And obviously, and we're going to get into those. Uh, those Foster had a big game. Had thirty eight. Yeah. Uh, last and night. Pierre had a big game for sure uh, in the quote unquote de facto. D4 championship, if you want to say that. Uh, there are some who say that, but I'm sure there are others around the state who feel that uh, uh, the best basketball is yet to come, and they're going to represent as if they take on Douglas, uh, either in the semis or the finals. But uh, did we feel anybody got left out? Again, I had an opportunity to see Julian Lewis mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Uh, he was clearly the man in that game, uh, and... Um, I just, you know, I, is he somebody who was snubbed, or is this the five based on what you guys have seen this season that should have been uh, nominated? I think it's a, I think it's a solid five. Um, you know, Julian Lewis did have, an, you know, he's headed to William and Mary. You know, he did have an opportunity. I believe, you know, I don't think that anybody would fault, um, you know, the free press or anybody, you know, if they would have put him in the top five or excluding him. Uh, the thing about Ann Arbor Huron, they're such a balanced team where you're not going to see. They are. You're not going to see the, you know, 46 points, 45 points, 43 points, True. or even anybody averaging 30 points on a game just because they can. No. I mean, they are a full team. They are pretty much the the staple boys for. Yeah. Hey, this is how you do it as a unit. I mean, I think. Is there anyone else maybe that at least they were seriously considering? You think? Well, I'll just say one thing to add it to ahead. this point. I mean, I think Julian Roper and Julian Lewis suffer from the same fate in the sense that they were the. You know, Orchard Lake was the best team in the state, in my opinion. Ann Arbor yeah. Euron was the best. It was like 1A and 1B, and they were so close. So you had the, the two best players on the two best teams in the state, and both of those teams were incredibly balanced. Yes. So it actually was detrimental to both of their Mr. Basketball uh, uh, candidacies. Um, in terms of guys that maybe got overlooked, I mean, the name that I'll throw out there and – it's somewhat unrealistic to think he could have gotten the Mr. Basketball race, but there's no doubt he had, you know, in my opinion, one of the best seasons in the entire state. An amazing senior year. I mentioned him last week. Yep. I mentioned him before. Trevor Smith, um, just scintillating senior year. Almost got past Dakota in the regional finals without pretty much his, you know, his whole team was on spring break, and it was just Trevor and uh, some backups. I mean, and he scored 30 points and, and kept them in down to the wire and had a shootout with uh, Josh Hines, who ended up, I think, with 31. And, um, you know, if, if, if Smith would have somehow won that game and it was very close, I know you, you, one game doesn't make a Mr. Basketball candidate, right. but what Trevor Smith has done, obviously the regular season was insane, yeah. but what he did in the playoffs, starting the districts, when, I mean, I'm telling you, the, the, he, wasn't, he didn't have a team left. They all left, yeah. and it was him, and he carried them. Yeah, Mo- most important player, I, think, I believe, yeah. you know, as far as Trevor goes. I mean, if Trevor Smith isn't on that, on playing for Stony, Crook, Stony Creek this year, the season, I mean, they probably, you know, fin- they're going to finish well below 500. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, I mean, what, they played 15 games or something like that. You know, instead of, you know, losing four games, they probably lose 10. And we were um, talking about Bashir being, uh, Bashir Jihad from the OA Red. Bashir was being a guy phenomenal too. that was a sleeper or, or you know, should have been in consideration. But, and this is, again, all due respect to Bashir. Trevor Smith was the best player in the entire OAA. If we're talking red, we're talking white, we're talking blue, go. we're talking gold. He was the MVP of the entire league. Well, there you so, go. So at, th- 
It's just, I mean, talking, I guess, we're talking realism here. Right. No, I know. You know, he doesn't have any scholarship offers, really. Right. You know, the free press and some of the BCAM guys that are only paying attention to the big names and the big teams, probably, I, I can... Pretty much bet, and, I, and again, all due respect to Mick McCabe, if he's been out to a Stony Creek game in the last couple of years, but I'm doubting he has. I have, I'm guessing Mick McCabe's never seen Trevor Smith play. Right. right. So. And again, you know, speaking of seeing guys play, obviously without having a season the season before, seeing teams at the Breslin and seeing guys have standout performances that elevate their team, whether it's to a championship or at least to a championship game, is where a lot of times guys get on people's radar because if that's was a- the biggest stage, and we didn't have it. If there was a smaller group of candidates, I think Trevor Smith could have been like a Joe Moon a couple years ago who went from like nowhere near the conversation at the beginning of the season to making it into the top three, I think, or three or four. Yeah, he sure but, did. But there was just, that was a season where I think they only had three finalists. And this year you had at least a half a dozen guys outside of Trevor Smith that were Well, if we know, go back a dozen years ago when you, when you, you know, had eight or nine candidates um, – which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, then I then I could definitely see Trevor wind up getting some votes. Yeah. You know, I could see Bashir getting some votes. You know, yeah. and then and that me personally, why I love seeing those eight or nine guys is because you can revisit that year years later, and you can say, oh wow, here's Lou Dawkins' name. You know, wow, here's Steve Hall's name. You know, wow, Steve Smith. You know, Steve Smith. Well, I think he was finished like number six yeah. or something like that in the in well, the voting. Steve, well, Steve Smith you know? was a guy in and I mean, he high school up, that I mean, not a lot of people. I mean, he wound up blowing up. In, he wound up blowing up yeah. in college. You know, but I think that if we in the have, NBA, he had a yeah phenomenal. I mean, he was an all star. Yeah. You know, so when you when you look at it, if you if we were to go back to what 2014 or something like that, and you get to see Yante Mayton, you know, and you get to see his name, whether it be six, seven, or eight. You know, I think that that would have been that that would have been huge. And no, I mean, just to go back and I mean, I, you know, I'm at forty, almost forty six years old now. You know, so I can remember twenty years back and stuff like that. But when you're talking with kids that are sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, you know, and they can say, "Oh yeah, that guy right there." I mean, the ball guy that's coaching over there. Yeah, he finished number seven in Mister Basketball. Well, Steve Hall, ni- you know, nineteen eighty eight. Steve Hall was a yeah. top ten. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So I mean, I think it was great. Todd Negotian, yep. you know. Wind up slipping in there. I get, hey, hey, guess Papa Tom wound up taking care of a couple of dinners. No, just kidding, Todd. But yeah, uh, that was when his you know, buddy but, Dane Fife, the new Indiana University assistant coach, the heir apparent. I'm very happy about that. I know you. Are. Uh, yeah. That was when Dane won it in '98. Yep, back in the 20th century. It, it made for anyone that's been following my Twitter. I went a little off. Uh, I, I went a little off the hinges when Indiana hired Mike Woodson. I digress here for 10 seconds. But uh, I'm very uh, happy with them bringing Dane into the fold because I think now I was worried about the Indiana future being in the hands of a 65-year-old. But now knowing that Dane's there, it looks like Mike Woodson will be there for a couple years and then Dane will eventually take over. Well, there you go. And again, I only mentioned someone like Julian Lewis, you know, a team that Mm -hmm. is undefeated and have taken on all comers. And obviously with with COVID and stuff, we didn't have the holiday tournaments and things like that that we normally get where we'd see those those crossover matchups against uh, some of the better teams. Uh, I would say in a year like this, I'd open it up to have six, seven, eight guys just because we didn't get a full season, right. you know. But uh, I digress. Hey, guys, before we get to our quarters recap and semis preview, I need to let you know that State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports, including men's basketball, at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to l 2 athleticscom and click the Recruit Yourself link. 
Hang Time, also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSA needs officials. Go to MHSA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected. Support the kids. Give back. Get paid. Help wanted. Just whistle. Go to MHSA.com slash officials. The pros at the Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine team. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs TV YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash Game Changers. And finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced next week. Can't say who they are, but next week you'll know. Uh, for more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. And if you're a high school sports fan, you're going to like some of the names that are on that list, both on the male and the female side. All right, boys, let's get into it. We are going to talk quarterfinals first. We're going to take it division by division. We're going to start in Division One at the top of the bracket. The game that I was at at Ypsilanti Lincoln High School, and it was interesting being in Ypsilanti Lincoln, thinking that that's where we were going to see Imani Bates play in the next couple of years and uh, maybe a couple more state championships, but that soon went out the door. Uh, Ann Arbor, Huron, and River Rouge got together a couple of uh, teams in the top 25 going at it, and it was Ann Arbor, Huron with the 44-34 to 34 win. Uh, this was a defensive battle from the beginning. Both teams actually playing good defensively. I will credit the River Rats with playing better defense. Uh, they uh, played a lot of uh, really good defense inside the post. Brandon Rawls uh, was was on Legend Jeter for the majority of the game. Uh, Jeter had five points, and both those buckets were late in the game when the game was already pretty much decided. So he was kind of a non-factor. Granted, he was making some assists, getting some um, you know some passes to guys who were open and who were not always hitting the shots. Uh, but Julian Lewis led the way with 18 points. Uh, Devin Womack did what he did, eight points all in the fourth quarter when it mattered. Uh, mattered. Brandon Rawls had eight points uh, throughout the game for Rouge. Uh, Davion Price had 12. Keyshawn Devlin had 10. But that was pretty much it for the um, Panthers. For the Panthers, yeah. So. Um, Anyway, so in that one, they so Ann Arbor Huron advances, and uh, they're going to take on Warren De La Salle, and it was Warren De La Salle sixty eight thirty three winners over a depleted. Yeah, yeah, we should Dakota say that squad. Dakota yeah. didn't have a lot of their roster. Yeah, they they're what four guys wound up uh, testing positive for the Rona, um, and you know they went and got they got tested yesterday morning. Uh, the results came back early yesterday afternoon, uh, or excuse me, Tuesday afternoon, um, prior to the quarterfinal game. And, uh, yeah, they were, let's say this, it was a good game to go to that I went to just because I could see Dakota, you know, pretty much, you know, the, the players that what they're going to have for next year. And they should be all right. Uh, not having Josh Hines, um, who has been just as much. The as, MVP as, of the MAC, just like uh, Trevor Smith yes. was the MVP of the yeah, OA. He's, yeah, he's been, he's been phenomenal this season. Um, and, and I thought, I used, you know, to think his, I, I used to think his future was in football. Really? You see, you see, sometimes my evaluations can be off. All right, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing him as a 5, 7, 15 and under player. Five, you know, I knew that he was shorter than me. And then I uh, saw him a year after, and he was taller than me. And he was doing things. Layups were no longer layups. I, I will say for the, the two matchups that you just threw out there, uh, not to trumpet state champs too much, but, you know, listen to state champs, follow us, 
get in our vibe because we're we're always going to be ahead of the curve. TJ was the one who told everyone that Ann Arbor Huron was the number one team in the state. I was the one telling everyone it was Orchard Lake St. Mary's. We're sitting here on the eve of the Final Four. Who's there? Ann Arbor Huron. And I think really TJ was probably the only uh, uh, you know pontiff in the state that was naming Huron the number one team over St. Mary's at the start of the year. At least he was one of the few. I'll, I'll even go back to last year. I thought that they were really good as as juniors. And, I, and, and one of the things that we talked about earlier in the season was you know, in talking about Ann Arbor Huron, because Ann Arbor was really shut down. You know, there there wasn't. I mean, if they were going to go. Uh, do some, the whole the whole city. Yeah, do some, Said that nobody yes. can do anything. So if you're going to, so if they were going to, if they were to get together, I mean, it had to be you know outside. They maybe had to go to Ypsilanti, or they maybe had to go to you know somewhere else. I'm not going to mention where a barn in Celine or something like that. Um, but you know, for them to get on the, the the page quick and so that and started clicking um, at a at a fast pace, um, you know, and I know that they were a little bit slow out of the gate. I remember watching, I think, one of their first games, and it was Ypsilanti versus um, uh, Ann Arbor Huron, and it was you know, and I think Huron maybe won by you know three or four points. But after a while, you know, you get to see when 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 they when all cylinders were going and they they ran through to, ran ran through the uh, the season, you know. Um, but going back to De La Salle, uh, just that's where that's where I was ahead of the curve because I've been yeah. telling everybody for years and years what a great coach Johnny Jokai was. John Jokai is, and as much as I was pumping up that higher, and as much as I loved what he did in the regular season, I, I couldn't ever say that they were going to be in a Final Four. But, you know, the the power of the the Albanian, uh, you know, that that Albanian hoops, uh, you know, karma that, that Johnny brought to the, to the De La Salle program. And, and as you said before, and I'll turn it over to TJ, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, you know, he came out of nowhere. Nobody in Macomb County had any idea who he was. He's an Oakland County guy. He's been at Wald Lake Northern. You know, the LVC is as far away from the Catholic League Central as you could go. They might as well not be in the same tri-county area. Well, um, well like John Joka, he has been to the Breslin before as an assistant coach right. with Bloomfield Hills when they wound up finishing no, runner-up to Muskegon. Right, right, right. Um, Waleed Samaha, last time he was coaching, uh, and talking about the Ann Arbor Huron coach, the last time he was in the Breslin, he got to face Mike Thomas mm -hmm. uh, from Grand Blank, currently at Grand Blank, but he was one of winning a championship Central. at Kalamazoo Central, the first of his two. Um, so we've got some guys that are returning, you know, back to the Breslin, and uh, Mike Mike, T Mike Thomas being the one that who has won the championship, overcame that hurdle, and uh, and I'm 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 happy for for all of them. But what really surprised me about De La Salle is, and and uh, and uh, I love Hunter. You know, but at the same time, you know, they've got a lot of sophomores who really stepped up to the plate and yeah. they they played beyond their years. So hats off to them. Um and, and just really you know, Lyndon Holder. Yeah, she, I was gonna say it, Lyndon, it, Lyndon Holder, I'm talking about those Gliac yeah. coaches get get down to the Breslin and give an offer to Lyndon Holder. This you, you will not be you will you will not be uh uh you know this this will be something that will be very good for your program. You will yeah. not be disappointed. This right. is a, a a true Division two point guard that could go into the GLIAC and I think in maybe a year or two uh, end up being a contributor um, 
I'm surprised that he he really has had no recruiting love, especially with the kind of season he's had. Because you have 1,200 people in no, the right, I know. transfer. It's a, it's, a, it's, a diff, it's, a, yeah. it's a different, it's a different uh, world di- right now. Different beast right now. No right. doubt. And we will get to our prediction of who will win these matchups uh, at the end of the show and then predict a state champion. Uh, so make sure you stay with us. At the bottom of the bracket in Division One, Grand Rapids, Forest Hills Northern, and East Lansing got together. Uh, a couple of teams, uh, again, who are in our top 25 and uh, who had been strong all season long, but in the, in this one, it was Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern winning by 10, 66 to 56. They move on to the semis, and then you had the other one. You had Grand Blank and Orchard Lake St. Mary's getting together, and this time it was or it was Grand Blank who uh, is moving on as they win by five and get to the final four. Well, in that game, uh, if you went if you went if you look at what their their previous matchup earlier in the season. Orchard Lake St. Mary's hosting Grand Blank. Orchard Lake St. Mary's was able to get out of the gate quick uh, and and pretty much distance themselves. And Grand Blank was playing catch up the entire time. Let's revolt. Pretty much everything was reversed in in this or, or Tuesday night's quarterfinal. And you know Grand Blank was the one that really turned it on. Uh, they didn't come out sleepy. I think that that's also the difference between the beginning of the season when you don't really have practices. You find out you have hey, our season started in three days. Um, as opposed to really, you know, uh, you know, getting the gears going um, after two months of basketball, and I think that, you know, if if we were to look at it, you know, from a regular, you know, normal part part of the year, uh, if in a normal season, you know, after the, you know, the one month, the two month, you know, progress that they've made is is really is really been able to show um, as you know guys start gelling. You learn how you learn who's doing who can do this and who can do that, and you know, uh, it was a KYP, know your personnel. Um, and uh, yeah, so shout out to R.J. Taylor. Shout out to Mike Thomas. Uh, Ty Rogers has been nothing short of phenomenal this year. Um, I mean, if we look forward to next year's Mr. Round or Mr. Basketball. Um, I think that you know Ty is definitely the front runner at this point. Um, let Let's go game by game right now. I know that you know that's probably the furthest thing than, that Mike Thomas wants to talk about is any individual accolades coming to anybody in 2022 um, when he knows what's. You know that he's got another opportunity. To... Great, great hire for Grand Blank, Mike Thomas. You know he's yep. a protege of Mike Turner uh, at Albion, and uh, has won state titles at Kalamazoo Central. Has come and Marshall you know, Thomas, yeah, at Saginaw before Thomas. then. So and, and you know Grand Blank had always been one of those teams that had a lot of talent. Um, I think both you know football I mean, and it's basketball. The, it's the first time that they've been had a lot of talent, but, but could never really, but really could never make a run, a real run in a tournament. Whether you're talking football or basketball, so well, a lot Mike of that Thomas, has to do with Flint. Yeah, Mike Thomas, Thomas, you know, you know Thomas got, him, got him over the hump. Can I say something about Orchard Lake St. Mary's? Of course. Okay, so I wanted to do this as a as a topic, but we're we're not doing the the big three topics in in this uh, in this edition. We're just breaking down the game. So I want to preface this with saying. It's easy for me to critique. I am, you know, I'm not playing. I'm not coaching. So I, I understand it's easy for me to Monday morning quarterback, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I also want to preface this by saying in the COVID era or the COVID season that we're having or the COVID seasons that we're having this year, I don't think there's any uh, – there are definitely wrong things that you can do. But if you're doing things right or you're trying to do you're trying to be proactive, you're trying to be keep things as COVID secure as possible, there's a lot of margin for error, even if you're trying to do things the right way. So I'll preface all with that. Now I'm gonna tell, now I'm gonna say that 
Orchard Lake St. Mary's cost, them, cost themselves a state championship by voluntarily taking the last two weeks of the season off mm. in fear that they were going to get a COVID infection, which would prevent them from being at full mm. personnel in the playoffs. You know, again, a lot of different coaches at a lot of different programs were handling this very differently. Mm. Um, I mentioned uh, last week that Ryan Negotian over at Wall Lake Northern had a chance to win a league championship on the final game of the season and played his JV knowing he wasn't going to win the league championship, but he was worried that his varsity team would be COVID infected somehow and not be able to play in the tournament. That gamble turned out because Wall Lake Northern wasn't expected to win a state title. The gamble that Ryan Negotian did by not winning the state or by not playing for the league championship and playing his JV and sitting his varsity for one game actually played off because then they went and made the longest run in school history and got to a regional final. The St. Mary's gamble did not pay off. St. Mary's was a machine leading into that final couple weeks of the season. They were a well-oiled machine clicking on all cylinders, Breslin or bust. And unfortunately, those two weeks, just they came out flat as a pancake in the playoffs and just had not been playing good basketball, and it disrupted their momentum, and they should have lost to Clarkson in the regional uh, semifinal. They ended up playing a really good game in the regional final against Wall Lake Northern, but again, it was a depleted Wall Lake Northern team that was down like six or seven kids. Yeah, they had their two best players, but you know they, they stomped them, but I think that was kind of a, a, a giving you false hope if you thought that, oh, now they've got everything back moving in the right direction because Wall Lake Northern, frankly, all due respect to Ryan Negotian, that's not a team that really could have, even in their best mode, probably couldn't have competed with St. Mary's. So... You know, they came out against Grand Blank and just could not shoot the basketball, could not score the basketball. Uh, again, something I saw against Clarkson. They didn't have a very competitive district, so they weren't going to be tested in districts. I think if they would have gone through the Catholic League tournament, um, instead of kind of saying, and again, I didn't, I didn't talk to them, so I don't know if this is what they were saying, but I, I interpreted it as them saying, we won the Catholic League last year. We're Catholic League champions. We don't need to go for the repeat. We'd rather go for the state championship. But I think if they would have played in the Catholic tournament and played those tough games down the stretch, it would have propelled them into the postseason. And I think they actually hurt or killed their chances at winning the state championship by that decision. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. Yes. You know, and uh, that's why they play and, the games. And the, and the last thing I'll say, and I don't know if I'm saying it's sad. I don't know if it's sad or tragic because in this day and age, there's a lot of things more important and a lot, of, a lot more sad and a lot more tragic than sports but historically the 2019 2020 and the 2020 2021 orchard lake st mary's that group i mean they've got to be one of the best teams in the history of the state of michigan never to go to breslin mm. now i'm not talking about win a state championship right. never go to breslin because they didn't have a chance in 2020 and then yeah. they didn't get a chance they they lost their chance this year so it's just People probably won't remember, outside of St. Mary's, mm -hmm. people probably won't remember this group in 20 years. Right. But they're a group that deserves to be remembered. Interesting. I'll well, I'll tell you a group that's uh, proving they want to be remembered, and that's Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern. Yes. Uh, they, yes. they lost to Williamston, two points, uh, third game of the season. Since then, they have gone 15-0. and They have defeated Zealand East and East Lansing in back-to-back -back games to get to the state semifinals. And without a lot of bigs, uh, you talk about Zealand East, arguably the biggest team um, in the state of Michigan. Uh, East Lansing has plenty of size as well. Will Dunn is six foot nine junior. Um, but one thing that I've and and I've been fortunate enough to know Joe Souls, who's the head coach at 
Forest Hills uh, Northern for uh, by 15 years, and I've known him as an AAU coach. He coaches with the West Michigan Lakers, and a lot of Sundays you can see the West Michigan Lakers and Joe Souls coach teams that are hosting holding uh, trophies. I know that they've done it in my tournaments in the past, and it, and it really isn't um, a surprise. You talk about one of the best coaches, um, just as far as knowing X and O's, um, knowing what his players they don't they don't play beyond you know what they can do. Um, his backcourt with Ethan Erickson and Trinidad Chambliss, both headed to Ferris State, Trinidad going for football, Ethan going for basketball, uh, are, are are very much proof that in high school basketball, you have to have a strong backcourt, and that's what they have. They don't necessarily have the size um, or the notable size that you know m- most of the other teams that we've been talking about all year have. Um, but, you know, hats off to uh, Joe Souls. Uh, you know, I think... You know them beating East Lansing. You know, I mean, these guys are no slouches. Um, I think that I would not be surprised at all if East Lansing is uh, in the same place that Forest Hills Northern is this year um, in 2022. Um, so, yeah. But hats off to Joe Souls. Uh, you know, Ethan Erickson, one of the best shooters in the state. You talk about Trinidad and Chambliss. Trinidad Chambliss. He's the best shooter got, left in the state because Will Smythe, the Prince of uh, Yeah, well, the Prince of yeah, uh, yeah. the Fresh Prince of Commerce, uh, Commerce Road is no longer playing. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, but but hats off to them. Um, and, you know, Trinidad is a is a guy who I know that he, he pretty much does whatever Coach Souls wants or quarterback, needs. Quarterback on the football team, yes. quarterback on the basketball team. Yep, he's, he's the guy that's going to go out there and he's going to sacrifice it, whether it be defensively. Yeah, we need to go hit some boards. You know, we're going to, we're gonna, you know, we, we need some help in the front court. He's going to go and take care of a lot of that. So, as we've talked to with Ann Arbor Huron, you know, just being such a, a, a solid team. Uh, and guys that are coming together, I think Forest Hills Northern also fits into that category. All right, and we'll talk about their matchup. He's going to need all of that versus Graham Blank. We know that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that towards the end of the show when we make our predictions. We're finally now moving to Division Two At the top of the bracket, what a top of the bracket. Uh, first off, double overtime. Ferndale and Croswell-Lexington taking it to the limit. 73-68. The Eagles pulled that one out. I was in and, the house. Yes, and we will get your talk, your take. I know that. And then on the other side, we had a great power uh, matchup between Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, and Benton Harbor. Uh, high-scoring affair, 83 the sev- to 72 the final in that one. And the Cougars moving on and are back to the Breslin. So Joey top of football the- is now going to be Joey basketball? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Again, a team with all the bullseyes on their back all season long. Obviously, the talk of the West Side, a very talented West Side. Uh, but here they are yet again moving on. Uh, both those games uh, are what you want to see state quarterfinals be. Without a doubt. And one of the, I think one of the most beautiful things, and as we look about, you know, to about 20 years from now, the Grand Rapids Catholic Central and Benton Harbor matchups over the last, you know, three or four years have been have been epic. You talk about, you know, everybody's always going to remember Scooby Johnson, you know, knocking down the three over, over outstretched Bingham's. arm over Marcus Bingham. Uh, you know, Catholic Central wound up falling short of, you know, the year, the next year, the following year, didn't play last year. And then Catholic Central has an opportunity to beat Benton Harbor, in which they did uh, to advance to the um to the to the um, state semifinals in Division Two. Hats off to uh, T.J. Meerman, yes. not only because he's got a cool name, uh, but I think one thing that we can look forward to in the semifinal matchup is Trey Lewis and uh, Jack Karasinski. Mm-hmm. We talk about two six foot six, wings. two six foot six wings 
who can put up buckets, who um, it's going to be interesting. I imagine that they will match up. Um, I can see if they don't match up, it'll probably be because of, you know, just, you know, coaches weren't worrying about foul trouble because both are instant offense. And is if Trey can, uh, let's say this play like he did against Detroit Douglas, if he can go out there and hit the boards uh, and, you know, really assert himself throughout the game, um, you're, I think we're going to see one of the, the, the better matchups. If, you know, it, I'm not going to say it's the state, championship game because I believe you know all of the some both semifinal games I'm not trying to shortchange anybody um, but I think that you know uh, this is going to be a heck of a game to see and if you have the opportunity to watch that online please do if you're even luckier to get a ticket uh, and get to get over to Van Andel then you'll definitely want to do that um, at the same time Grand Rapids gets to play pretty much in their I mean in, in their backyard I think Catholic Center I, mean, I think where they play is you know a five minute drive from Van Andel um, so, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to have that opportunity to have the backing of their, of their fans. And I'm sure that they swooped up tickets quickly. And we talked about Ferndale most of the season that, Hey, yeah. these guys are tough. So and yes. here they are. So this is my takeaway and it bodes incredibly well for the Ferndale Eagles, both, uh, for the next couple days in the, the, you know, the final, uh, stretch of the 2021 season, as well as the 2022 season, because you have their two best players in Jason Deuce Drake and Trayvon Lewis returning. This is a team that had to kind of find chemistry on the run because two of their biggest pieces didn't show up until the very last part of the offseason. And Deuce Drake, who who got there in December from St. Mary's, and then Jack Kennedy, their starting center, who's been a just a revelation in the post for them, who was slinging pizzas last uh, year and decided at the last second to come out and has turned in to be the real X factor for that team. So they've been kind of gelling on the run. One thing that I've noticed in all the games I've covered from Ferndale this year, and I've covered a lot of them, is that I've yet to see, and I've covered a lot of Ferndale victories, I've yet to see both Trayvon Lewis and Deuce Drake play A-plus games at the same time. When, when Deuce is playing his A-plus game, Trayvon might be taking a little step back. When Trayvon's playing his A-plus game, Deuce is kind of taking a little step back and kind of letting their their backcourt mate or their or their running mates kind of do their thing. I think once things, you know, they're believe me, they're clicking. But one thing, once things, you know, go into that final click, and it could be this weekend or it could be next year, you're going to have both those guys, you know, maybe putting up thirty a night together. So last night, um, and this is not, and Trayvon Lewis played a really good game last yeah. night. He had 17 points, hit the two free throws at the very end to to put a bow on it. But it was the Deuce Drake show. Um, I guess there's some irony there, too, that, you know, everyone assumed that St. Mary's would be playing in the state finals this year. And Deuce left and everyone was like, oh, you're leaving a chance. You're leaving an opportunity to win a ring. And now he ends. He lands on Ferndale, who before he got there, nobody was predicting them to make a final four run. Now they're in the final four on the cusp of uh, getting a chance to play for a state title. And Deuce Drake took advantage of every opportunity. Um, it was a very Fast-paced game in the first half, 34-33, Ferndale led. Um, third quarter was all cross-lex. I could see why people um, 
you know, in that part of the, the state were so high on cross lex out of the Blue Water Conference. They play great team basketball, probably the best ball movement that I've seen all year. Uh, they, they swing that ball around incredibly fast, find the open man. They've got shooters. They've got grinders. They've got ball handlers. Hunter Soper, we've talked a lot about. He looked great. He had 25 points. Um, so they went ahead by eight going into the fourth quarter. It looked like they were going to be in control of the game. And then Deuce Drake took over. Um, he scored 30 on the night, scored uh, a big three at the end of the third quarter to take it from double digits into single digits. Then in the start of the fourth quarter, he had a, a, a flurry of buckets to pull them within two. Um, Cam Reed hit a three-point, uh, a traditional three-point play, their sophomore point guard, that tied the game with about 345 to go in regulation. Ferndale makes a, a stop on defense and then goes into Dean Smith for corners mode and holds the ball for the final 3.30 of the game. Again, Monday morning quarterbacking here, and Lance Campbell's done a great job coaching that, that cross-lex team, but there's no way on this great earth of ours, if I'm cross-lex, I'm letting Ferndale hold the ball for three and a half. Right. They didn't guard him. They just sat back and right. pretty much let them hold for three and a half. Then they... Missed uh, Trey Lewis missed a shot underneath the basket. They go into the second overtime. Second overtime, Deuce Drake misses a couple buckets right by the basket. They go into a, or sorry, in the first overtime. They go into the second overtime, and all of a sudden, Cross Lex, who had been in an offensive funk, they had went uh, 12 minutes with only one basket. All of a sudden, they surge, hit two straight three-pointers in the final minute. With 35 seconds left, they're up by one. And then Deuce Drake said, all right, it's over with. Deuce Drake took the ball on the three by Tyler Johnson to go up by one in 40 seconds, took the ball out of bounds, went coast to coast, hits a, a, a runner in traffic that was a very difficult shot where he's kind of fading mm. to the right of the hoop and from about, I would say, about six, seven feet, hits it off the glass. So then they're up by one with about 25 seconds left. And then... He shut the door on the next possession uh, by Crosswell Lex. He picked the pocket of the Crosswell Lex point guard at half court and, and comes in for the for the layup that really secured the game. And Deustrick just played great. Hats off to Juan Rickman. This is his first time to the Final Four. And uh, I think this is just uh, a sign of things to come for, for Ferndale. I think there's a lot of great basketball to be played in the Juan Rickman era. And then I'll, I'll finish this off by just quoting Trayvon Lewis, who said, you know, a lot of people think about, you know, when people think Ferndale, they think basketball. And back in the 60s when they were winning state championships and in the 70s with Tommy Staten and in the 80s, the last time they went to a Final Four was in 1985. The last time they were in a quarterfinal was in 88 with DJ Stevens, who's now the heir uh, apparent at Michigan State now that Dane's out of there. Uh, but Trayvon Lewis said it feels surreal or unreal to get a program that's known for basketball back to a place that they haven't been in 35 years. And for a 16-year-old kid to understand that, because yeah. not a lot of 16-year-old kids understand history and lineage. And, you know, I was a, I was six or seven years old back when they went to the Final Four with Stacey Davis who went on to have a real good, good career with Oakland and, and Greg Campy, but just it's good for those Ferndale players and Juan Rickman to understand the history there and how they're kind of bringing back a lot of Ferndale pride when it comes to basketball. They get to pass by the All-State 
uh, pictures you yeah. know, as they're walking down the... I mean, they won two state titles with, with uh, Coach Burkhart in the 60s. So. I mean, yep. this is good, and we talked about teams you'll remember. No matter what happens, they're going to remember this Ferndale team now mm-hmm. because of this. I do want to bring this up because I really wanted to see what would have happened in the regional final against Harper Woods Chandler Park. Yeah. Yes. Chandler Park had to go out. We had Chandler Park ranked very high. They were a, a, a solid squad. Uh, and all the Ferndale kids were sane. Okay. We really wanted a chance at Chandler okay. Park because when Trayvon Lewis was a freshman... He's the only player left from that team. They lost in the regional finals with Chandler Park pretty bad. Yeah. So we just we don't know what would have happened there. Um, but, hey, you know, you played the cards Show you must dealt. Go on. And uh, they found a way to win, and, and that's the bottom line. And so uh, congratulations uh, to Ferndale. Okay, at the bottom half of the bracket in Division II, uh, I know we're, we're going deep here, deep dives on uh, everything that's going on, but uh, uh, this is what we do. We're, it's our final week. We'll have one more uh, show next week where we'll uh, recap the championships. And, and by the way, we're going to try to be doing some live coverage uh, during the boys' championships. I'll be, you know, we've got a little setup that uh, I think is going to allow us to um, – to be doing some live updates kind of as things are happening uh, at the Breslin and get our feel for uh, what's taking place. So uh, expect some of that. So just make sure you're tuned in uh, and following the State Champs uh, Michigan uh, social channels this weekend. Uh, you you want to do that anyway because, you know, we're the ones bringing it. But uh, Bridgeport and Escanaba. Uh, got together in the quarters. We had uh, the UP showing there, and uh, Escanaba, you know, I was surprised that they'd gotten this far, but uh, they showed out, played great. Uh, Bridgeport, though, takes the win. They win by 11-52 to 41. The bottom half, maybe the story of the playoffs is your Battle Creek Penfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Getting it done. Uh, taking on Romulus, uh, somebody Academy North, somebody in your uh, top 25 uh, in yeah, in if, the state, if, if, if there could be, and I guess uh, qualify as an upset, um, Penfield beating uh, Romulus Summit was was more than likely it. Yeah, uh, fifty four to forty nine, the final. Eight, and I think that when you've got guys that you know, Penfield, a smaller school, um, community based school, when they are able to you know, just be on the same page. You talk about, you know, kids that wind up going out there and really playing for each other. Um, there is no I, there is only a, a team. Well, there's an M and an E, which was <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite lines and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, if I, go, yeah. uh, I, think, I don't think that that kid played that game. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, hats off to them. I think that, yeah. you know, Romulus Summit's still a strong team. They're, they're a team that Lovejoy's will be back. in the He's top 25. I mean, they, re- they return the vast majority of their players. They're only going to be better next year. Um, and you but, know Mark White is being the yeah. Mark, Mark White being the coach there, and it only takes him a, a short amount of time for before he's able to get um, you know his teams to the to the Breslin. Right. And wow, if you would have thought about you know if, if I'm in you know and hats off to Penfield. Right. Right. But you know to, if you were to see wow now we've got Mark White you know also you know with a chance to win a championship yeah. and you throw Mike Thomas and you throw all the guys yeah. you know that have that have been there and, and yes a lot of, a lot of great coaching but yeah hats off to Penfield I mean they beat Williamson and yes. Southern Academy North in back to back weeks that's yeah, huge I mean huge yeah they definitely stepped up and I but, think that you know they're the Cinderella of the yeah. of division 2 for Bridgeport I just got yeah. two words for you Jalen Hodges I mean electricity yeah. They're, they're, Whether you're talking football or basketball, whoever snares this kid, I know he was uh, committed to Northwood at a point, and now he's back on the market. Uh, just incredible upside, incredible value as a recruit, but as a player right now finishing off his uh, high school athletic career, he's on a mission. 
he attacks the rim and gets you know above the rim better than or as good as anyone in the state uh, has proven that he can be a little bit more of a um, a finesse guy uh, is shooting the ball a lot better than just you know attacking the rim and yeah. has been a guy that's finishing and leading and putting his heart and soul into into that Bridgeport into that bridge basketball team for 2021 and yeah and I think uh really the sky's the limit with him playing uh his A game they play in that Tri-Valley Conference 8 you know with Frankenmuth yep. uh you know they went they're 17 and 2 now Frankenmuth one of their only losses along with another good Freeland team that was the first game of the season so you, sometimes you kind of have to throw that out um but uh again a great run yeah uh, for this group and um they're not taking second or backseat to anybody no I think well it's Bridgeport was a team that last year playoffs get played out. Then, yeah. then they're a team that could definitely, you know, push that. I mean, their record. I think they had one loss last year, um, but then now you look at them at two losses this season. I know Kevin Marshall is, you know, the head coach over at, Brid- at Bridgeport. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's been extremely happy about, you know, bringing that program around. You know, I remember, I remember the first time I heard about, you know, I think Coach Marshall gave me a, you know, a call or something like that. I had to Google Bridgeport. Um, you know, just to make sure that I had a better idea of where Escanaba was before right. I did uh, not Bridgestone, right. but Bridgeport. Right, good golf ball, but yeah. yes, or tires. Uh, yes, yes, or tires. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, hats off to uh, Bridgeport and yeah. um, you know those guys. I mean, they pl- they were able to come down and play in the 2019 Motor City Round Ball Classic, and I remember thinking to myself, like these guys are going to be pretty good and, yeah. and tough. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see everything played out. Fortunately. It's 2021, and uh, the, the the cards are dealt, and um, it's it's great to be able to be in this situation where we actually get to see a conclusion. Yeah. Or you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let's cross our fingers here. You know, right. talk about no, this I next know, week, but yeah, yeah. See you on the big stage, and yep. uh, they've made it. And again, Final Four is a huge accomplishment, regardless what happens. That's that's your goal, and then from there, it's like, okay, let's go win this. Uh, but that's where you want to be. Uh, all right, let's move over to Division Three at the top half of the bracket. Uh, Low-scoring affair between Hanover Horton and Ypsilanti Arbor Prep, but it's Hanover Horton who wins that one 41-29. On Down the, goes uh, Team Rara. Yeah, mm. and then on the other side, uh, Flint Beecher, who we haven't really talked about much this season just based on uh, you know whether it's teams that they've played or just you know w- w- how we figured they'd factor into uh, the Division Three state tournament. Well, they're factored into the Final Four, and they won convincingly over Detroit Loyola, seventy-one yeah, to forty-six. Minifield and and uh, Carmelo Harris. Carmelo Harris played very well last night or Tuesday night. And you know when you when the Buccaneers are are in tournament time and they and you they, talk they, about coaching they, again, yeah, right? yes. with co- with uh, Coach Williams, you flip the switch. And it's like it's just it's lights out. It, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, you know football season. With it, at a certain point, it was like no matter what on Friday night or Saturday night of the football finals, Orch Lake St. Mary's and East Grand Rapids were always going to be there. Right. It's like with this Beecher run, it's just like it's not March or now April. I guess it's yeah. not uh, Tate State tournament time without Beecher making a long run. I mean, they're just. I know they're Class C or Division Three, but um, they really have put themselves into the. And they they had some good teams back in the day. But, oh, and great team last year, yeah, Mike. But goodness. I'm saying more. I'm talking about more this era. But right, no, this right. This era has, has put itself into oh, the pantheon no oh, of oh, Mike Williams, great MHSA. Absolutely, he's, he's, the, he's the coach of the. He's yeah, the coach yeah. of the 2010s. Yeah. yeah. 
um, as far as Michigan basketball. Uh, yeah, hats off to him. I mean, they'll be able to go for his sixth championship, um, you know, over the last ten years. Uh, so that that's huge. Um, uh, even more, it's kind of like one of those things. Well, he'll be able to hang around and watch and to see if his alma mater, Grand Blank, uh, who graduated in, I believe, in 96 or 95, um, but he'll be able to watch them and maybe give uh, Mike Thomas some pointers, you know, and be like, look, this is what you got to do. And afterwards, you know, you go to this... Uh, you go to this little restaurant. Yeah, you go to this wonderful restaurant. Uh, you know, food. Go get yeah. some Halo burgers. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hats off to Mike Williams. I mean, he just does what he does. I'm really happy for... Hanover Horton, yeah, Chad Mortimer. And the, 20 and 1. Hanover Horton and the, is And the thing uh, about Hanover Horton is they graduated, you know, the vast majority, of, they, they graduated their core last year. Um, Carson Sanders is pretty much the guy, and Mortimer's son is the guys that, that are able to return and, and kind of bring on, you know, the, the some things that the Lakita brothers, you know, that, you know, after they graduated, because last year was supposed to be their year. I'm not necessarily sure that. Every, outside of Hanover Horton and the Irish Hills and stuff like that, that they really thought that they were going to make it that much further, um, you know, than, you know, or let's say this, have this much success. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just happy that the guys on the team, Coach Mortimer, the community, that they'll be able to at least, ex at, um, let's say this, have things played out. Um, you know, and have that trip to the to the um, they get to, to go to Breslin, which is good. They get to play at yeah, the Breslin, and, I, and I'm sure, and I know that that they don't want that as a consolation prize. I know that they are that all fo they are focused in on Beecher, mm -hmm. and you talk about. I know, I know that I sent out a tweet and talked about the power of the the or the strength of the coaching in Division One, mm -hmm. but you talk about Coach Mortimer and you talk about Mike Williams. It's it, it's not going to get better than that either. You talk about two guys that really know the know the pieces that they have on their team. Um, and if and they're not doing it with, uh, you know, outside of Keon Minifield, who's been nothing short of phenomenal. You know, they're not really doing it with a loaded team. You know, you're talking about community-based teams, and you know, they really yeah. know how to how to how to get the, let's say this, they don't get got the, the most out of their they players. Also, they don't have the man, man Morris. They don't have the Jalen Terry. I mean, not to say that Keon Minifield isn't really, really, really special. He's good. And uh, Carmelo Harris is kind of an up-and-coming yeah. uh, They only lost Flintstone. to Orchard Lake, and that yeah. was really early. Yeah, game was, one? Yeah. Game yes, one, the one yes, we were yeah, at. We yeah, were there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So absolutely, hats off. That's going to be great. We'll again break down who we feel are going to win at the end of the show. Let's move to the bottom of Division Three. Grand Rapids, Covenant Christian, they're back in the state quarterfinal. Schoolcraft. Another team that's uh, that again, I think, is one of these mainstays yep. uh, that we continue to talk about. They're moving on to the state uh, state semifinals as they beat Covenant Christian fifty nine to forty seven. They will take on Iron Mountain, and uh, it's the uh, the era of Iron Mountain. Whether it continues beyond Foster Wonders uh, Bucky, tenure, there, yeah, Bucky, exactly. Bucky. But they beat McBain, and they had to they had to it do was it. 53, it was a 53-50. close game, uh, and that's what you see uh, in these quarterfinals, and that's why we've talked about upsets uh, of the likes of Orchard Lake St. Marys, and uh, you know whether you want to say River Rouge was an upset. I mean, and over here on we had uh, higher, but regardless, got to play. These games of the hill, you got to find a way to win. Ferndale found a way to win. Iron Mountain finds a way to win uh, as both of those uh, teams move on. But again, uh, Schoolcraft, one of these programs that uh, we tend to talk about uh, a lot. We just don't talk about them a lot until the state tournament. Right. Well, I mean, we've been fortunate to see, you know, Coach Small's still there. Yeah. Uh, we've been able to see them, you know, starting what, a dozen, 12 or 13 years ago with the 
I don't know what the stain, I guess you could say, you know, the, the, the no title in Class C, yeah. I believe it was a 2011 or something like that, um, you know, when they wound up with a, with a um, Melvindale AB team that had to vacate their championship. Yeah. Uh, but then you were able to see Schoolcraft um, come back a couple of years later and win a championship. Tyler DeGroat, I mean, he's, yep. he's a terror, man. He's a, he's a tantalizing talent. Yeah. Hey, we're, hey, it's, it's great to see the matchups within the matchups and uh, with, you know, you see Foster Wonders and, you know, yeah. hopefully. And they're we'll, only we'll lost see. to Benton Harbor. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and people talk about Foster Wonders, and they should talk about Foster Wonders. And I'm because... talking about Schoolcraft. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Schoolcraft's yeah. only lost to Benton yeah. Harbor, but yes, but yes, yes, yes. But I was just no, saying, yes, Buck, Bucky Johnson is uh, yeah. is just a really, really, really good X and O. And I'm so glad that coach. Iron Mountain's getting a chance to yeah. go back to the yes. Breslin Center, yes. exercise some demons if they can. It's in their hands. Two years in the waiting to be exactly to yeah. be able to do that. Just, so it's sad that uh, Marcus Bucky's son is you know graduated because he was the point guard on that team. But he'll be there. Yeah, you know but, he'll be there. But but Bucky, uh, you said Bucky stands for buckets. I, I just <laughs> I just think he does such a uh, kind of under the radar job because he's up in the UP and people around here when they talk about great coaches in the state of Michigan, his name doesn't always get brought yeah. up. Yeah. But uh, and then you know uh, when you have a player as dynamic as Foster Wonder, sometimes you know he takes the he swallows up all the headlines and people are talking about your superstar player. But Bucky Johnson is just uh, he's just really really everything you want in in a small town uh well i don't know how small iron, iron mountain's pretty big well but, I mean, you know hey, you, hey, you hey, know let's what say I mean? this let's the say home this. of Izzo. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. say this like tom Izzo is yeah. like i mean he's a big deal there and stuff like that but yeah. i mean if you were to say that you know like i'm you know like outside of name me as somebody else out of iron yeah. mountain you know oh what, what steve the, mariucci just not to say that besides those two. come on man you didn't win no championships <laughs> you know but yeah yeah i hear, I hear you. yeah obviously mariucci but yeah so uh wonderful opportunities yeah. you know that that, and it's great, and know, they get or, to play at the Breslin, you know, which yes. again is a loves. And, and I and, and I also just love what Bucky did after the after the um, after PW, the, PW game when he right. he came into the press conference. He's like, I'm not going to hold my tongue, right? Right. I'm going to no, tell I mean, you what he, I feel. He, I there there is there is no runner up trophy yeah. in Iron Mountain. Let's just leave, let's yeah. just leave it like that. I'm yeah. not sure where it is right now, yeah. um, but I'm sure it is somewhere. Um, was it Pine Trace so, Road on? Just sometimes it's, it's 99% of the time in those situations, it's right to take the high road. Yeah. And in that regard, he, he was right to come in and, and give his feelings how they were at that time. And I, it just it just made me, my, my, my respect level for, for Coach Johnson just went up like five notches. Yeah. Yep, there you go. All right, we're going to move on. We've got one more division to talk about here real quick. Uh, you know, the show's running a little long. We're going to uh, get to our semifinals predictions, our finals predictions. Also, who will be the champions in each division? Uh, but let's run through four. We got to give them their respect. Got to give respect to Rudyard. Rudyard throws up 76, holds Carney Nadeau to 48 points. They move on to the state semifinals. They will face Wyoming Triunity Christian, another program that we talk about with frequency, especially when we get into state tournament times in the smaller schools. Uh, they beat uh, a good Weberville team. Uh, who had a good schedule this year? Uh, they beat them fifty-six to forty-four. Yeah, I mean, Tri Unity. Uh, you know, th- I think they pose Douglas's biggest hurdle to to getting this state championship. And, and that's again, I I'm not trying to take anything away from Rudyard. Yeah, but I, I expect Tri Unity Christian to to be in the finals. Rudyard. No, just like saying Rudyard. Yeah. I don't even like. Say, I don't even know if I. Ever said that Ever before. Ever said Rudyard <laughs> right. on state yeah. champs. Yeah. And outside we've been doing of, this yeah. 20 years. Yeah. It's outside of Rudyard Kipling. 
And, right. uh, but yeah, you, it, and you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know a lot about Rudyard. And I, I think just the know girls that, were really good you know, too at Rudyard. Uh, hey, well, sometimes that winds up happening. You know, yeah. I mean, whether it be family or cousins or whatever. You know, you got a brother and a sister who are also, yeah. you know, top notch. You know, but a lot of that times they will push each other. Um, but yeah, you know, I just was looking over the Rudyard scores. You know, they've been doing very well. Um, what their games have been winning by fifteen or twenty points. Uh, you know, throughout the playoffs. Um, really look forward to seeing them. Uh, and they're going up against uh, a seasoned uh, coach and Coach Keeler over at uh, Tri Unity Christian. Um, and they got, they got a, a and, and Brady Titus quite, is quite a of, playmaker in Brady Titus. And he's a he's a he's, he's, a, a, he's a solid he's a solid junior. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see what winds up happening. Um, you know, I just so I it's hard for me not to look at past experience and saying, hey, hey, boys, we've done this before. You know, this is what we're going to do. And the voice of calm. Um, and I think that um, Triune Christian, you know, they might have the edge there. Titus, Titus is a, a is just bursting with ballardom. I mean, I saw him last year and I, I, like I, I, I during the off season, and I love him out of the backcourt. And I think that he's he's a hidden gem on the west side of the state. The interesting thing is, uh, and I don't know if this has ever uh, happened before, but we had Rudyard versus Carney Nadeau on the boys and the girls side in the state quarters. Wow. Carney Nadeau girls won. The Rudyard boys won. So I don't know if we've ever had that because we've never had the girls and boys playing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just thought that was interesting because I was like, wait, Matt and I talked about that matchup yesterday when we did our girls podcast, but uh, a little different here. But congratulations to both teams. We'll give you our prediction here very shortly because we're going to start with Division Four. Finally, at the bottom side of the bracket, Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart, and Frankfurt got together. Personally, I thought that Frankfurt would be a team that would be advancing this yep, season. So did I. But uh, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart had other plans. Close game, 59-53, to 53, the final in that one. And in the other one, uh, Detroit Douglas, Southfield Christian, the game we were all really looking forward to, uh, ended up going Detroit Douglas way. The Mr. Basketball caddy, what do you have, 35? Uh, he had 36. 36. And just as good as Southfield Christian is this year, and we've talked about right. them, and we've talked about how you know they're a team for the first time in this in this championship era, playing without a superstar, without a, a bona fide Division One recruit, um, and they'd overcome all of that. And Malcolm King and Varian Patrick had been playing great basketball, but they're just nobody on Southfield Christian can go head to head with with the, the two-headed monster yeah, that two, is Pierre Randall. Brooks and Jalen Randall. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. Javante. Yes. Javante, Javante, sorry. I'm confused. Jalen's at Harper Woods Chandler Park. Randall spelt different, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, to sorry. Google search that. Yeah, but, um, but yes, Douglas uh, does beat Southfield Christian 68-56. And I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm impressed that Southfield Christian was able to keep it, uh, you know, 12-point game because – I'm not saying they don't have anyone in the post, so you know, I didn't see the highlights of this game. So I'm guessing Randall, right. Randall, well, you, you will. Yeah, on Randall, stage Randall also had a double double. Got to eat, you yeah. know, in yeah. the yeah. paint. I mean, and just then, really be able to control the paint, and you know, nobody is stopping Pierre when he's going to the I basket. Mean, Malcolm King's yeah. a good defender, just like his dad was. Jimmy King was a really good defender, but yeah. Well, we talk I, about teams that had some time off. Douglas had some time off. You can be a really good defender, yeah. and and PJ Brooks is going to drop a forty bomb on you. Right. So after they lost to Pershing. Uh, and again, Coach was saying it, Coach Brooks was saying it in the locker room uh, after the win over Plymouth Christian Academy because that's the game that I shot last week that was the regional semi. They almost overtime. were. It was almost yeah. over. Double overtime. Double overtime. Uh, and, but they hadn't played 
you know, because they didn't actually have a district opponent. There was no one in their district to play they, right. uh, because of Rona. So uh, they basically had, you know, a good amount of time off between the PSL semifinal and the regional semifinal. And uh, so they needed a few games to play themselves back. Uh, they had two under their belt before they came into this one, which is, I think, exactly what they need. If Southfield Christian maybe catches them last week, could have been a different uh, scenario. Um, but I think that now the Douglas train is on the track and it's full steam ahead. Yep. Well, I am a believer that small, or excuse me, Division Four, Class D, you have to be able to control the ball. Turnovers uh, so many times are the key. Um, I fully expect for Douglas to win the rebounding battle, mm -hmm. but I think that it's going to, a large part is going to have to step up with their guard play yes. and make sure that um, that those guys are taking care of the ball. Everybody's playing within themselves. You're taking smart shots um, because, you know, that's, let's say this, it's easier for the other teams that are involved to scout uh, to scout uh, Detroit Douglas than it is them. Um, yeah. You know, you've got a ton of video. People know who Pierre Brooks is. People know where Javante Randall, you know. I'm sure if you go over to Detroit Douglas and say, name me a player from Rudyard, you know, they're stuck. You know, yeah, they know Brady Titus from Wyoming, Tri-Unity Christian. Um, but outside of that, yeah. I think that they're really stuck, you know, in, in Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart. You know, I mean, these guys were, you know, I'm, I'm not going to... Well, I mean, they were in elementary school the last time, you know, Sacred Heart was, yeah. you know, a really strong team. Yeah. Um, I forgot the uh, coach's name who wound up uh, passing a few years ago, but uh, I think Coach Kim, maybe. But I remember covering it. But it's great to see, it's great to see Saint, Saint, uh, Sacred Heart back, too. I remember covering them in the quarterfinals in the late 2000s against Oakland Christian in the final, mm -hmm. final years. Or, no, it was the early years of Dennis Hopkins. Okay. Well, again, uh, if I can tell you this, now that we are in the final four, if uh, any of the Hurricane teammates are not taking smart shots, Pierre Brooks will take all the shots. Yes. Uh, that, that, that is clear. He can hit them from pretty much anywhere on the floor, uh, but he's really driving the ball well uh, now, too. And, uh, again, I think you're right, the two-headed monster. So let's, let's kind of take this. We're going to wrap this show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and it's prediction time. So we're going to tell you who we feel are going to win these semifinal matchups and who we feel are going to be the state champions. So let's start in Division 4 where we write were uh, Detroit Douglas, you see them moving on to the finale, I assume, both of you? I do. Okay. Uh, Rudyard, Tri-Unity, who do you see coming out of that one? Tri-Unity. Tri-Unity. Okay, I'm, I'm in agreement. So Tri-Unity and Douglas, is this the year that Detroit Douglas, uh, PSL school, once again wins a Division Four or Class D I don't think it's championship? Has it ever happened before? Has a uh, PSL? Well, well, yes, you had, had, yeah. had Detroit, Detroit Rogers. Detroit, oh, Rogers. Rogers. Detroit Rogers won they three. Were, they were considered PSL, though? Yeah, Detroit yeah. City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Rogers and Detroit yeah. City. Yep, they both okay. are in Detroit City, yep. exactly. Too bad Rogers couldn't win a city championship, Steve Hall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey I, I only say that because the PSL used to be very, very good. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. I'm just talking about like, used that was to be very, very, That was good. the last era of it, that right. early 2000s. Yes. yes. Uh, so are we saying that the Hurricanes are going to yeah. be raising the yes. hardware? But I think it will be close game. I, I think yeah, it's going to be very close. I, I think that it all depends on whoever wins it, whoever has the least amount of turnovers. Um, yeah. If, if Tri Unity Christian, if they only they buckle if, up if, defensively, if, I'd almost up. like to say if they can force Douglas into fifteen turnovers, that they will win. And yeah. if they can keep themselves under ten turnovers, that 
Dry Unity will win. I, um, and yeah. I think that it's just a, a turnover battle more than anything else. I agree with that. And I would say the only other thing, and this is of the fanboy in me, is you want to see a Keith Appling-like performance from Pierre Brooks before he moves on to the next level and just gets out there and just dominates. Yep. And, and says, I think try, and, a, try and stop me. You're not going to do oh, it. Oh, he's going to have a 40 ball. In, he, in one of these two games, he's going to put up 40 Being plus. in that arena. Yeah. Yes. He right? made, he's made a couple of shots. I'm, I know that he's been up there and, and ran with the guys up there. Exactly. In, in an empty in an empty gym. Right. And this one know? will not be empty. This, well, this yeah, is what's the, what's the capacity for brother? It, it, let's say this it's going to look empty. It's going to look like uh it's going to look like um Tiger Stadium or Comerica Park okay. on opening day. Yeah, how many do you, I don't know. Uh, 375? I thought it was like 3. No, I mean it, let's say no. I, I don't think that there're going to be a thousand people there. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. I know that for the reporters they're only letting, you know, one reporter and one photographer per outlet. Yeah. I know I'm in there. Yeah, I'm uh, all right, so Schoolcraft and Iron Mountain Division Three, bottom of the bracket. Who you got? Iron Mountain. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I think that Iron Mountain. It's they. They've got to get. They've got to get yeah. it. This is their year. Destiny. It's the gods. Yes. It's it's the basketball gods answering. It's it's everything correcting itself. Hanover Horton and Flint Beecher. Beecher. Yep. Yep. So we've got Beecher and Iron Mountain in what could be, be a yeah. classic Division <laughs> that Three. Be, that could end up being the best game of the day. I love that. I, I, I think I think that it, I think that it will. Hopefully, Keon Minifield winds up going, uh, you know, get into Division One opportunity. Yeah. And if that happens, then you know we get to see a couple state of state championship one would guys. help. And a state championship will definitely help. Um, wow, I, I I'd like to say that I, I like Flint Beecher just because they've. Faced, they've had a better schedule, faced a you know better opponents, and you know I mean, get to lose bounce back from Orchard Lake Sam areas to what they are where they are right. now. I think yeah. that's phenomenal. I'll pick Iron Mountain. I think it will be go down to the wire, but I think Foster Wonders uh, caps that career where I will definitively say he's the best player to ever play in the UP, at least statistically he is. And uh, he's going to cap that with a state title. I want to say Beecher, but I do feel the same way. Mm. You know that's that it's it's. Somehow Iron Mountain's just going to find a way to, uh, you know, raise their level to to, be to nice find if we a had way a to full win. Full Breslin, and you had all those fan Boy, bases. Sure That'd be would. awesome. It sure would. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll take Iron Mountain for that. Let's go to Division Two uh, in the state semifinals, bottom of the bracket, Bridgeport, and the talk of the tourney, Battle Creek Penfield. Who you got? No, no, I'm going to take Battle Creek Pennsylvania. So am I. Um, you know, I if, even though I, lo- I love Bridgeport, I, I love Kevin too. Marshall, I love I love the uh, Jalen Hodges. I, you know, I've, I, I I've been fortunate to take a picture with their yeah. team. Um, but okay. you know, at the same time, uh, yeah, I think that I think that Penfield is the you know they're no, coming out of nowhere and and they're they got nothing yeah. to lose. Yeah. and it's and, good for and house money, baby. Yeah. And it's good for the state of Michigan when you have yeah. Battle Creek. Yeah, you know, it is. They, Battle Creek used to, you know, they used to be a powerhouse. Yeah. You know, they yep. that yep. that's that community. It is good. You know, I'll, I'll stick with Cinderella. Free cornflakes for everyone. Though, even and that I, one's at Van Andel too, so their yeah. crowd uh, will be there as well mm-hmm. uh, for Battle Creek. I'll those say, those I'll, who can't show up. I'll, I'll say uh, Cinderella keeps dancing. Okay, there you go. Ferndale, Grand Rapids, Catholic Central. That's maybe the game of the weekend. Ferndale double overtime victory. <laughs> okay, hey, double I, overtime victories. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going with the Mirman crew. I'm going Cougars. Yeah. Uh, I think this has been uh, another team of destiny. And like like you said, Ferndale, it could be next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that team, and but we got everyone coming back except yeah. for the the big guy Jack Kennedy, right? Okay. Yep. And I'm going to take CC as well. Uh, they've got a freshman, Fat Fat. This is going to be a a wonderful opportunity they for call him. him. Fat Fat. Fat Fat. 
Yeah. I love that. What's with his a, name? What's his real name? With, with P-H. No, I just call him P-H. Fat Fat. How many other Fat Fats do you know? What's his real name? How many other Fat Fats in none. the Western Hemisphere do you know? I don't know any Fat Fats in the Western Hemisphere. We're just going to keep it like that. I remember Fat Albert. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it was not spelled with a P. Without a P. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways. What was that movie? Wasn't there a movie called Fat something? P-H-A-T? No, there was Fat Farm, which was the. the Chevy Chase movie? No, Fat Farm was was a clothing line. That was Funny Farm. That was Simmons. That was Funny Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, but right. it was spelled with, with, with a P. But anyways, all right, I so really like that, and so I'll take Catholic Central. In the end, if it's either Ferndale or Grand Rapids Catholic, do you feel that they would be winning the state I, championship? I whoever wins, whoever wins, whoever that, wins game? that game is winning the state And I think that that could be a matchup in 2022 as well, whether they meet in the semifinals or the finals. But I'm going to take Catholic Central in this one, and I'll take Catholic Central and if, um, in, versus Penfield as well. And if Ferndale does... Get that first state title, yeah. I think, since 1965. Yeah. Um, with Ricky Bloodworth. I, I'm going to say that I'm going to go with what I've been saying all year. Jack Kennedy will be the reason. Okay. And, you know, we can call him the pizza man. Right. You are no the Jack delivery. Kennedy. <laughs> I knew Jack Kennedy. The, deli- the delivery man. The delivery man is going to deliver. Because he, he had another amazing game. In yeah, the, no, I love it. In the uh, quarterfinal. Dude, I just want to say his name had, some more. He had 14 points, yeah. 14 boards. First yeah. game, no, first fine. varsity game the, to start the season, he had 2012. And to be the senior and doing that, knowing that, and these guys rallying around you, we got to do this for well, Johnny. They're, they're rallying around him. Do it for Johnny, man. Do, do it, for, it Johnny. for Johnny. Go watch right. Outsiders. Yes. No, they're doing it. I think they're doing it. It's 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 kind of, there's a nuance to it. They're not yeah. doing it like, oh, Jack's been our longtime four-year no, no, captain. No. Do, but they're doing it for like, hey, hey, Jack helped us get here. Right. Jack is a big reason we're here. Let's rally. Let's get Let, one yeah, now, yeah. and then we'll worry yeah. about next year. Yeah, no, and let's get And they're all like, let's get Jack. Jack scholarship. All right, so uh, let's move on to Division One, uh, which is uh, where I believe a lot of the attention will be, uh, because we've got uh, four really good teams that are competing to get to the title tilt at the bottom of the bracket: Grand Rapids, Forest Hills, Northern, going up against Grand Blank. Who stops Ty Rogers? Pick them. Yeah. I, 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 I just Best think player on the floor stop. will be Grand Blank or Ty Rogers. So. Yeah, Ty Rogers in. Uh, as much as I love and where, Coach is, he, Soul, where is he going? Uh, Ty Rogers is only a junior. He's uncommitted. Yeah, I didn't, um, yeah, I, so, I, but he's a four-star. I mean, yeah. He's got yeah, he's, he's, every he's, offer you could want. I didn't it, know it, if with, he was with, leaning somewhere else right now. He is or leaning he's still, to high major. Uh, but yeah, yes, I believe that yes, he's got an he offer from Michigan. And, I think he's got an offer from Michigan and Michigan State. You okay. know, multiple schools. Nate Oates is coming after. You know, from uh, yeah, well, without a doubt. I mean, they're. I mean, he's got. Maybe he's going to Dane Fife. He's going to have yeah, offers. No. He's going to have offers from all over. Seriously, the, all we over need the Dane country. to start getting. Uh, yeah, get back. N- nobody. I, I can't tell you the last Detroit or last Michigander to go right. play at Indiana. You think about all the guys Todd going Lindemann. to Think about like what Northwestern right. is doing. You yeah. know, in, in Pilfering, Purdue. Uh, pilfering some good talent as well. So uh, we got Grand Blake winning this ball game. Yep. All right. We'll worry about the championship next. Ann Arbor Huron and Warren Delis out. When you talk about matchups, in my opinion, and I've maybe it's because I've seen both multiple times. I think this is the best matchup when in terms of two teams that love to get up and down. And they- and they, they love to play defensive. They love to get swipes and steals. They like to block shots. It's going to be like looking in the mirror because they, yeah. run, a, they run a lot of the yes. same stuff. Yes. They run a lot of no-go stuff. Yeah. So Waleed 
When he right. took over the Huron program, he loved what the negotiations were doing with the press. So he went and actually spent like a summer with the negotiations, learned the press, put it, which the, the sorry, the negotiations call their full court defense, the, the quote yeah. unquote, the press. Yeah. What's the De La Salle point guard? What's his name? Tristan Holder. Uh, Tristan yeah, Holder. Yeah. Holden. And, you know, he and Womack, you know what I mean? That's a that's a good two way street right there. And and then uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the pilot's names, but the, the big man that kind of does a lot of the dirty oh, work Mike for Salute. them. Tristan Hines. Lyndon Holder. Yep. Lyndon, yeah. Lyndon Holder is the point guard. Right. Tristan Hines yeah. is the is the wing. Yeah, and he, Tristan uh, Nichols. And, Tristan, yeah, sorry, that Tristan, was it. Nichols. Tristan Nichols. Tristan Nichols. We got yeah. CJ. And, we got CJ over Tristan, there. I'm, right. yeah, and Tristan, so like you know, uh, Ra- Rawls down low, and he going at it. You know what I mean? Two big bodies that that love to drive the Nino, baseline and bang. Nino, 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 Nino Smith, Smith has three, been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean they've got a lot of pieces. Mike Saluka. You know, my thing is, I just think that. Mike, guy, Sol- Mike Salaka is great. Well, great. well yeah. Kingsley Perkins is going to say, you know, there you got a senior and you've got a sophomore. I'm saying Kingsley that as they're, looking, as they're looking at each other, they might mirror themselves in a lot of ways. But this mirror looks like, hey, this is how I used to look two years ago. No, no, I you agree. Know? And I think that what I'm, I, they, Huron has so many fouls. They've got twins that come off the bench yeah. who are six foot eight and six foot nine. Yeah. Um, like Mike Saluka, although uh, Saluka only, they've only had to, the one guy dressed. Yeah, well, that I mean, the other if, twin is gone, but he does come in and, yeah, get, I mean, and, if, and give a spell. If he wants, to, if he wants to be there, then yeah. then he can be there. I think water yeah. polo is their is their school of choice. Okay. I mean, there was their sport, sport of choice. Sport. It'd be okay. mine too because I could touch the bottom. Yeah, you know, if I was six foot eight or six stay, foot nine, just stand you know? up right, right, right. right. <laughs> but you know? but Jokai runs that same press <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he learned from his high school coach, who was Negotian. Right. So it just. And I, I say this again, all due respect to the Goshens, but Waleed has come in and has almost made that press better it's in good. the Huron system. He's got better and, players. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? It's good, so, and they have all bought in. And those that team is as close as you can be yeah. in terms of friends and, I, I believe, the unselfishness. Well, they, they, they grew up together. They all I mean, did, they've been yeah. knowing each other since this, they were eight years old. This you is know? their I mean, time. But there is going to be yeah. one star on the court, and that is Julian Lewis. And I, and I think that Julian Lewis is the – is the key to you know Ann Arbor Huron not only winning this game but also winning you know versus Grand Blank uh, and when they when they face up against Ty Rogers they're going to be able to go multiple guys against him and the problem with with the Grand Lake, Grand Rapids Huron matchup is like Ty Rogers they really I forgot the junior's name over for Grand Blank and he's really stepped up uh, but they don't really have anybody outside of Ty. And, the, and their junior who can really man the post, get them get them points in the, in the paint. Kind of like and, what Legend Jeter faced as River Roos. Yes. You know, they were able to double him. And they they're were gonna able smother him. Kingsley yes, Perkins. Smother him. Kingsley Kingsley Perkins at six foot five, six foot six, with seven with a seven foot wingspan. I mean, he gets to every single board. I mean, he the, there are a lot yes. of shots that he, that he defends, and he doesn't yes. have to leave his feet. No, and I think that you know, with, with in saying that, that it's going to be huge. And then the other thing is. Huron shoots the ball well, you they know, do. and I think that when you're looking at some of these other, they got you know, a lot of, of snipers. Teams, if you don't pointers. have somebody who can go, come out there and and make threes, yeah. and, and and Ty Edmondson is a, yep. a perfect example of that, yep. you know. And they've got three guys. I, you know, I apologize earlier if we can go back yeah. towards early, earlier part of the season when I was like I wasn't sure where Womack was committed. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, Lake, Lake, I got, Lake I, got, I had a nice talk with uh, with a coach that was headed back to Sault Ste. Marie last night who was letting me know uh, that uh, yeah, yeah he is but committed. La- last yeah. thing I'll say before you know, kind of correct me a little bit before the prediction. I said it right in the highlights, so yes, thank you. Yes. I'll say that Julian Lewis will be the best player on the floor in that game, but Lyndon Holder doesn't back down from anybody. He is tough as nails, 
and he will do everything in his power to go blow blow for blow at the point guard position right. with with Julian. And great in transition. And Lyndon looked amazing in in the game that kind of pushed everything I think in the right direction for for De La Salle when they ran Brother Rice out of the gym in their in their Catholic League opener and and Holder had 25 in that game and if you know if he can take that Catholic League central mentality where he was one of the best in that whole league this year and that league was the strongest it's been and in two decades and then losing to Rice right. to not be able to play for a Catholic League championship right. you have that sting yeah. and you know that I can't let this happen we can't let this thing get away from us uh, you learn lessons yep. and yeah I, I think it's going to be a great game I see the River Rats moving on to the finals yeah River Rats and, yeah. s- and so we've got there it is. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go another, from beginning and so one, we, first place, first place. So rats and Rogers and Bobcats. Yeah, yes. r- rats and Bobcats. Uh, yes. I, I mean, I think it's Ann, Ann Arbor Hurons to lose. Um, I expect them to to win the state championship now that St. Mary's is is out of the picture and Graham Blank can give them a, a real good game. But Huron is just so deep. They're they're so talented. They have such a diverse set of of personalities and playmakers and that's that's what wins state championships great guard play uh great defense great coaching and you put those three things together and it equals state championship they've ironed out a lot of the 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 wrinkles that they've had you know throughout there it would surprise me if they have more than 10 turnovers it would surprise yeah. me if they don't win the rebounding battle in, mm-hmm. in both in the semifinal and then the final. Yeah, they're, um, they're very active. And, and if you can do that in high school, then I mean, the vast majority of the time you're going to win. And, and I mean, I'm just saying that pretty much no matter who you're playing. Um, but they, they just have they have too many weapons and too many different positions and they're athletic. They don't have it's not like they've got, a, you know, their, their shooter isn't stuck in the mud. Um, you know, and just a driveway shooter. You know, Edmondson Ed- can guard. He's long. I'm, yeah, I, I, I know this. I'm right. just saying. Right. But, they, but they're, let's say this: they're very versatile right. at many different positions. And you talk about I'm at like Adam Samaha. You know, uh, the, the coach's son, Walid's son. You know, I mean, he's coming off and pretty good athlete himself. You know, uh, you know, if you want to give credit to kickers and stuff like that. You know, because I guess he's one of the top in the country. You know, um, but you know, okay. we'll find out out in a different show, gentlemen. Yes. This has been fun. Again, I do want to let the people know uh, State Champs is busy this week. Another a huge basketball championship week on the State Champs Network. As many as 30 games uh, of highlights you'll be able to see uh, throughout the week. I do want to let you know the games that we do have covered. Uh, from the quarters, we did have cameras at uh, Huron Rouge. That was me. We had a camera at uh, Forest Hills Northern East Lansing. Grand Blank, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, Ferndale, Croslex, Detroit, Loyola, Flint, Beecher, and the Douglas Southfield Christian game. So we had all those quarters covered. You'll be able to see the highlights this week on the State Champs Network. We will be covering most of the semifinals on Thursday. It's possible we only have one of the D4 semifinals covered, uh, but we will have uh, both games uh, in each division also. And then, of course, we'll have... Uh, a full slate of coverage on Saturday at the state championships. We'll have our own state champs at the state final show, which will have in-depth highlights of each championship contest. That will be next week as we wrap our coverage. We'll do one more podcast next week uh, just to kind of put a bow on the season and talk a little uh, uh, championship game recap with both these gentlemen. Uh, we'll also do a girls recap with Matt Mowry. 
and um, we'll uh, by then know who Mr. Basketball is, and uh, we'll be able to talk on that as well. So I want to thank you guys again for being here. I want to thank you guys for listening. We thank Lawrence Technological University for being our presenting sponsor. This has been a state quarterfinal semis edition of State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast. We will see you at the Breslin this weekend, and stay tuned for live updates as well. Take care.